0: What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Exceeding While Black. Y'all, it's the 10th episode. It is the 10th episode. Do you hear me? Y'all, this is amazing. It feels amazing because, listen, if you listen to my first episode, my very first episode, I spoke on why my last podcast... Is no longer, you know, and to be at episode 10 feels amazing to me. My all into this podcast, into my platform, and to constantly have the support of you guys, that means the world to me. You know, y'all got me over 50 plus downloads already, (laughs) you know, and I am excited. I'm happy to see where else this can go. So, with that, I'm going to switch things up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to switch things up a little bit. Y'all got me to the 10th episode or whatever. So I have a very special guest today, um, Jermaine Williams. He's here. We're having a conversation about, you know, the things that he have uh, has accomplished and his goals and where he is going. And guys, it's amazing. He's an amazing person. He is extremely humbled, you know, to think that once you – have worked beside Denzel Washington (laughs) what but you're still humbled and you still have that softness he still has that softness aura about him and I love it so without further ado let me introduce you guys to doggone it Jermaine
1: hey how are you
2: I'm good in yourself how are you
1: I'm good. I've been excited about this interview. Okay, um, <laughs> I've been excited to telling all my friends about it. Um, it's just, I'm just so thankful that you even said yes. Still, oh, you know, man. I'm still excited. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, <laughs> so excited. man. Um, you you came at me. You know, what I'm saying I'm I'm one to oblige to anyone who invites me to a uh, interview who just comes across very respectful and cool, and you did that so. Uh, it's an honor, for sure. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, yes. So, for many of you who do not know who Jermaine Williams is, okay, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to introduce you. You know what I'm saying? I want you to introduce yourself to the people. Who are you? Who is Jermaine Williams?
2: Yeah, um, well, hello, folks. <laughs> hello, world. <laughs> uh, I am Jermaine Williams, um, actor, writer, producer, Um Father, husband, (laughs) uh, definitely been in the business of entertainment acting for about 25-plus years. Um, You may recognize me um, from projects like Stump the Yard, Great Debaters. I played Mushmouth and Fat Albert and many, many other things, Um, commercials, TV shows, the whole nine. I've I've done it. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing just knowing after all the years that Fat Albert, Stump the Yard, and Great Debate has been out, that I still receive flowers and appreciation for, for that work. And uh, I'm beyond grateful. So, yeah, thank you.
1: Yes, you deserve it. Like, especially especially with Fat Albert. I remember watching that as a kid, man. Like, that was an incredible movie. Okay, Stump the Yard definitely was my movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just amazing to me how people like you, you know, like yourself can still remain so humbled, you know, and so true to yourself. Like, honestly, it's it's an honor. It's an honor to even be talking this to you, but has acting always been something that you wanted to explore? And would you consider that a, a passion purpose of yours?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's my number one thing I do. Um, well, just, I would, I, I say acting for sure, but, you know, just being in the industry, uh, creating, uh, I think the creative side and writing side came later, but, uh, for the longest time, it was always my number one thing was acting for sure. Um, it was just a passion of mine. Um, I remember in junior high school and high school, uh, my number one elective was always drama. I had to be a part of it. Uh, I love doing improv. I love doing comedy. Um, I love doing drama, you know, just, uh, kind of set up a scene and, Uh, I dive right in, and, you know, we like to play with it. So, yeah, acting was always my number one thing for sure. Um, I've definitely tried to do things outside of acting, but (laughs) the passion for the other things isn't there. You know what I mean? And plus, you got to realize, 25-plus years, I've thought about quitting numerous times. Um, Mm -hmm. But because of my strong, um, you know, foundation, family, family, I have a strong family that pushes me to my greatness. Uh, They always try to help me get out that rut or that dark place whenever I feel like quitting or stopping, and Mm -hmm. I'm right back on track. So I I love the fact that I have a strong foundation that pushes me to my greatness for sure.
1: And that's really honestly what it's all about. No matter what you're doing in this life, no matter what dreams you have, no matter where you see yourself, you have to have a foundation. You know, you have to have something where you can go back to. And you mentioned writing. So uh, are you writing any shows or movies right now currently?
2: Yeah, so um, just a few months back, I actually finished producing my first short film called Welcome uh, based Mm -hmm. off of uh, social injustice. Uh, Definitely not promoting Black death at all, but uh, definitely just um, putting in the mindset of – if you were in my shoes, how would you feel type of a situation? Mm -hmm. So definitely, uh, you know, it's based off of social injustice. And we kind of put a twist on the social injustice aspect between the black community and police. Um, And uh, yeah, I I have a writing partner named Dom. We created a show called laugh till it hurts together. Um, We have a couple more shows um, that we're trying to pitch hopefully within the next three or four months or so. Um, I'm excited, man. Like the whole writing, creative thing definitely uh, is still kind of new to me. Um, Right. I kind of had to teach myself how to write. And uh, once I started doing it and learning about it, um, took a couple of master classes, I found a love for creating. And um, I'm finally happy that I'm not just putting myself in the actor's box, but I'm very diverse you know, um, I have other skills as far as creating uh, outside of acting, and uh, I'm excited on this new creation creative journey that I'm on. So, yeah.
1: So how are you able to separate yourself from the industry life to your actual reality? How do you find the balance between the two?
2: Uh, it's easy. <laughs> you, I mean, you basically kind of keep it. You, you do it like a job. You know, it's like how, you know, um, everybody else uh, goes to their job, they keep it professional, and they come back home. Uh, That's how I usually look at it, how I treat it. Um, Usually if I get hired for a job, whether it be a commercial or a film, um, I always am able to be as professional as I can be on set. And when they yell cut and that's a wrap, I come back home. And uh, I spend all my time and quality time I can with my family, uh, my wife and my kids. So it's pretty simple. Um, It's one of those situations. I'm not one of those personalities or actors that's in the limelight like that. So I don't have to worry about being followed by paparazzi and, (laughs)
1: uh,
2: you know, being, you know, stalked.
1: uh, (laughs) People standing outside
2: my house taking cameras. Uh, I'm not at that point yet, Uh, nor do I want to really be at that point. Like I don't, (laughs) I don't want to have to have to deal with that stress. Now, if it just so happens I'm on a popular show or a movie and this and this and that, I know that's what comes with it. You know what I mean? Right. But um, yeah. with me, you know, I would do my best to try and keep my answers short, straightforward and go about my business. So.
1: You know, I've always, I always thought that when you get into, you know, that acting lifestyle that you're just there all day, you know what I'm saying? From Dawn until (laughs) dusk you know what I'm saying like you're literally there all day long so I never I never really understood or I should say I never saw people like or heard the balance in a sense like we don't see that we just see you guys always on set you know what I'm saying never really having you know that that family or that time like with your family and stuff not to say that we're out here trying to stalk you guys but you know like it, you, you know, we just don't see that quite often. So to hear you say that you spend all your time with your family, you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: for sure. Uh, you know, it's crazy, man. I, I took a lot of gems and knowledge from Denzel. When I was, Denzel Washington, I was able to work with him.
0: And mm-hmm. um, as
2: you know, he's not the type to kind of like fall in the tabloids or um, right. controversial circles. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. that's, that's why, the reason why he isn't in that controversial circle all the time or uh, taking pictures or paparazzi follows him. He actually just kind of keeps it just like that. He literally works, um, goes to work, is professional. They yell cut and then he'll go, he'll go home period. (laughs) He doesn't, he hasn't have time to uh, get in trouble with anything like that. So um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I took it. And plus my partying days and, you know, going out, partying, those days are over for me. I'm I'm over those days. So I just want to work, um, you know, make sure that I'm financially stable to take care of my, my family um, right. at the end so, of the day. Yeah, so.
1: Exactly. So when you started your acting career, did you have goals that you wanted to achieve, such as working with different actors, actresses?
2: Absolutely. Um, I still have goals, <laughs> for real. Uh, Denzel Washington was definitely on my list. So I guess I can scratch them mm-hmm. off. But, I mean, again, I want to be able to work with him again. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I was able to do an episode of Insecure. Um, I worked very briefly with Issa Rae. But, man, it will be an honor to work with her again because she's such a powerhouse. Um, I right. looked at her um, as inspiration, uh, just coming from a certain level to making it to where she's at now. And um got mad respect for her. Um plenty of others man i i still would want to love to i would love to work with Will Smith i'd love to work with uh Martin Lawrence all the people i grew up you know kind of like um looking up to that i feel were mm-hmm. extremely iconic shit Eddie Murphy i i love to work with them all you know um had the chance to work with uh legendary Robin Williams which is an honor um so you know it's 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 more work to be done and um you know, I want to leave it all out on the table and, and just be respected for what I do and um you know the 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 choices I've made in the industry.
1: Right, I definitely understand that, and I remember you saying that you know, acting being um, something that is, makes you happy. So, do you believe that your purpose equates to your happiness?
2: Um, I'd have I'd have, I have to say, yeah. Um, I feel like once you uh discover your purpose, you find your purpose and you live in your purpose. I think uh pure happiness and joy comes along with that because you're riding the wave of your element. You know what I mean? Right. And if that's your element and that's what God has chosen you to to do and the wave the wave he wants you to be on, then I say ride it out. Um to the sun goes down. That's that's how I figure. It you know what i'm saying and um uh, just to kind of revert back to the question you asked me before i know you were saying um that you feel like you know being in the industry kind of like the lifestyle is like a 24 hour thing um yeah. i guess it can i guess it can be uh in a sense because once you're off of a job you know you're basically looking for the next job to get booked for you know so mm-hmm. you have agents you have managers that look out for you uh submitting you different roles and with that being said when you submit for those roles it's kind of like going to a job interview so you have to go and audition for a set role to try and book another job so mm-hmm. um, I guess in a sense it does take a, a nice chunk of percentage out of your lifestyle but not too much because an audition could last from anywhere from five minutes to maybe an hour mm-hmm. you know but so that's not too much out of your day so you're still able to kind of come back um, get back to your personal life, run errands, pay bills, <laughs> like adults do. Right, <laughs> but then, uh, and
1: still,
2: you know, still, still spend time with your family. So, yeah,
1: right. And the only reason why I asked that is because um, previously I had an episode where me and my friend were talking about purpose and happiness, and I was telling her that everybody thinks that purpose equates to happiness, which I guess you know for the most part is true, but me personally um I want to be a best selling author I'm actually currently working on my book and Let's go. <laughs> right exactly so like with the with the podcast, I do find that helping people, encouraging people, motivating people brings me joy. you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that it brings me like a ton of happiness, you know, but I would say that it does bring me joy, but I do find that so for me, it's like I know that this is my purpose. I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing because it's been calling to me for a while, but I also think that this is my this is my pathway towards me creating my book, you know finishing my book and putting it out there um so I guess like for me, it was more so, uh, I don't really know if purpose equates that. I guess eventually it can, you know because when I become a best selling author. Oh, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy for sure, okay? You will not be able to get this smile off my face. But right. as of, like, right now, I'm just kind of like, I feel joy for sure. You know what I'm saying? Always, you know, talking to people, interviewing people, and giving them some something to, like, leave from, you know? So they always feel like some type of happiness, or they feel, like, motivated even more to, you know, go after their dreams and focus a little harder. So it makes me happy to know, like, Okay, look. See what I did for you. Look at you. Okay, you go. You know, but at the end, once that's all said and done, I'm just still kind of like, ah, what next? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't so know. here,
2: so I'm I'm a, I'm a switch. We're gonna switch roles for a second, right? I'm gonna turn okay. interview, and you be the interviewee. So I'm <laughs> gonna ask you, right? I'm gonna ask you, what do you feel equates to happiness? Of course, I heard you say. You know, uh, interviewing people and writing, you know, writing your book brings you joy. But for you, what do you feel equates to happiness in your opinion?
1: I guess it's—I guess that's a difficult question for me because it's like I don't really know, I guess, you know. Um, for me, I guess, like, in this moment, it's being able to already be where I want to be, where I see myself. I feel like right now it's the struggle of the process. I'm of course. in the struggle. But and you gotta I'm look
2: just... at it. You gotta you gotta look at it as a beautiful struggle. I look mm-hmm. at that I I look at marriage as a beautiful struggle. I look at, you know, um life's journey to getting to where you wanna be as the beautiful struggle. And to the point when you finally get there, you now have a testimony to the point where you can really inspire somebody who's in the same position that you were to get right. to where you are now. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I also look at, like, Pursuit of Happiness is one of my favorite movies. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. And just kind of seeing Will Smith's character struggle the way that he did to get to the point where, he, you know, he wanted to be and had a passion for it. Because just early in the movie – He didn't know what he wanted to do, Like he had no, no, no drive for nothing. Like he was selling these medical artifact things that wasn't really paying too much money. And he was lost kind of like, what, what am I supposed to do? You know, living in a very expensive city like San Francisco. And he came across a guy who was just wearing a suit, had a nice car. And basically was like, yo, how can I get one of those? Or how can I get, that same happy energy that you're exuding to me right now. God that right. I work in this building. I'm in stocks. Um, basically that, you know, and basically from there, he saw where he wanted to be. He realized his value. He realized his potential and realized how intelligent he was. And he put his foot to the pedal and, and made it to where exactly where he wanted to be. And, um, I think everybody just needs a little spark or inspiration, you know, to do that. So I think you're not only helping yourself keep that joyful energy, but you're also helping others do that. And what better way than to pay your success and pay it forward to somebody else? Man, I sound like Confucius or something. I feel like <laughs> I feel so intelligent, man. I feel like a, I feel like some type of. Guru, right now, wow! <laughs> I usually don't talk to people like that, but you just kind of pulled it out of me. So, wow!
0: Like
2: Back to back to Jermaine. I'm gonna get back to myself. I don't know where that came from. That that came from another universe. <laughs> That's a whole other personality. Wow. Listen,
1: but I appreciate it because you know I do. I do have these moments where it's just kind of like, all right, Jazz, like what is it like what are you doing you know what's your next step and with this with this podcast with exceeding Wild black this is this is a beautiful thing for me you know mm. um like i said like i'm joyous in this and um it's exciting to hear other people's stories and to kind of be transparent in my own as well you know um with whatever they tell me it's just kind of like hey you know i I've been through that too, you know what I'm saying, or I'm in that same, you know, spot or whatever. So just to have like little conversations is definitely, is definitely helpful in a sense. But yes, yeah, so for someone who is just starting out when it comes to finding their purpose in this life, what would be your advice to them?
2: What would be my advice as to someone just starting out, whether it like in the industry or the acting in industry? the industry
1: in the industry, um in whatever business that they're taking on, uh, whatever whatever they're in currently.
2: Yeah, um at the end of the uh just be fearless. You know what I'm saying? Um I'm gonna be honest with you, uh being in the industry, as long as I've been in it, I've heard more no's than yeses, And I feel like with anyone who's in the industry acting-wise, you're going to hear more no's than yeses. And when you do get those yeses, no matter the role or how big or small they are, be grateful that somebody saw your talent, you know, to book you for a set role. Um, you know, I understand people knowing their worth um, and Knowing what roles they want to take and what they need to take, um but I feel like to get to that point to know your worth, you have to work and pay your dues to get to that point of knowing set worthiness. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that's been in the business for a short amount of time, and they want to go from you know an extra to playing the lead lady or man already.
0: And that's Mm -hmm. great to
2: have that aspiration, but you're not ready for it right then and there. So it's going to take you from going from extra to that leading lady or that leading man. It's going to take you some time to get there. So let's just kind of be progressive with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Take your time and get there. And you'll get there eventually, especially if you have the confidence and and, and you know your worth. So, um, yeah, I just say be fearless. Um, I'm still battling with that. I'm still battling Mm -hmm. with fear holding me back. You know what I'm saying? Like I've literally, so the show that I told you uh, that me and my partner came up with, I came up with an idea of that like seven, eight years ago. And it's like at that point when I first thought of the idea, I didn't know how to write. I didn't know how to do that. But it was always a process.
0: You know what I'm saying?
2: So um, also never be afraid of the process and how long it takes. You know, sometimes, you know, being – sometimes time and, you know, years pass, months pass, and people get extremely discouraged because they feel like they should be somewhere uh, that they're not already. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that that process takes forever.
1: Mm -hmm. You know what I'm
2: saying? But the thing is, the moment you give up, you wind up doing something that you're not happy with. You wind up doing something that you don't want to do, and you kind of see other people flourishing. You know what I'm saying? And then you get mad at them because they stuck with the plan and you didn't. So it's one of those situations where you just really have to enjoy, uh, submerge yourself in the process. And as long as you're staying active and you're contributing to where you want to be, you'll get there. All you got to do is just chip away at it. You know what I'm saying? You got to chip away at it. You know, sculptures take time to make, like, it literally starts off as a block of cement, you know, and then, mm-hmm. you know, you take the easel and you just chip away and you find the image. You see an image under that big old block of cement, but it's going to take you a very long time to get to the figure that you want to get. You know what I'm saying? Here I go. Right. I'm doing it again. I'm making these 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 crazy comparisons like I'm some type of guru or something. It's crazy. I don't talk <laughs> like this on a regular basis. I promise you. It's weird. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm a professor. I bring it I am I bring it
1: out. I yeah, you just kind of bring out it out people.
2: of me, man. This is crazy. Jazz, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm just like this, but, but like this philosopher.
1: You are a philosopher.
2: You are a yeah, philosopher. Yeah, I see. You have
1: it
2: in you. I see.
1: <laughs> but how did you find, like, that courage, though? Like, even, you know, with Variety, you know, even though you did it six or seven years ago, how did you just find the courage to say, all right, it's time. It's time you now. You know why?
2: I'm going to be honest so with that. you. Uh, I stopped getting auditions, and I stopped booking stuff. Like, stuff got really slow for me to the mm-hmm. point where I questioned my own talent. It got to the point where I was like, man, am I real it got to the point where I wanted to quit. I wow. did these – I had done these projects that were literally super respected, you know, because mm-hmm. all these projects that you know know me in, to be in, I like they mm-hmm. all came close together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Fat Albert came in 2004. Stump the Yard came in 2005, 2006. Um, mm-hmm. Great Debaters came out in 2007. World's Greatest Dad came out in 2008. Like all this stuff, like I was on a roll, just booking all these major roles, and all of a sudden it just – Stop at the drop of a dollar, Like I wasn't booking like I wanted to. I was going to auditions. People were just telling me no. I was getting rejected, and it was discouraging. I'm like, man. So I wanted to quit, and it got to the point where I wanted to quit. But I didn't want to be away or stop the you know stop being in the industry as a whole because I just love right. the art of film. I love the art of you know. Drama and comedy I wanted to be a part of it I figured Mm -hmm. The best way I could really do that Is to probably Be motivated to create my own content Or create my own show Mm -hmm. And I mean that's That's where it comes down to You know if uh, You know something else kind of Or you feel like it fails Or is not working How will you work it in your favor To the point where you're still doing What you love to do But from another You know perspective you know what I'm saying? So I decided to create and start, you know, coming up with ideas of shows and movie ideas and all that stuff. So, you know, with that being said, I kind of taught myself how to write. I partnered up with a couple of people. Uh, a good friend of mine, Don, was my writing partner. She saw I had a lot of potential in, in writing. And I've been kind of doing it ever since. But even within that, that side of things, my mm-hmm. confidence as an actor also came out, you know, You know, I had a lot of encouragement, people telling me, "Yo, do you know the project you've been a part of? Like, you can't just give that up. So it was hard for me to give it up because I love it so Mm -hmm. much. So from an actor standpoint, you know, I still book things. I still book commercials. You know, I I was blessed to be uh, booked on the Ratchet series on Netflix. I worked with Sarah Paulson and Ryan Murphy. Like, all those experiences were amazing. You know, um, I work with Sophie Ocandido who's extremely underrated as a black uh european actress um so i have been blessed, man. God has blessed me to work with some phenomenal people over the years and um i'm 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 gonna keep it going, you know what I'm saying um, my story's still being told it's not it's not over quite yet,
1: exactly, and the one thing that I love that you said is I feel like you accepted your shift. You know, regardless of everything that was going on, regardless of you not being able to, you know, get books and stuff, you accepted the shift in the most magnificent way, you know, like the way you just maneuvered in that. And I feel like a lot of people, that's where they struggle the most, you know, when something happens or when they fail or when they're not getting to, you know, exactly where they want to be, they just feel like, you okay, you know what, I'm down, you know, I can't get back up. I, I see no light you know but at the end of that it's like you need to sit in that you know you need to weigh out all your options you need to understand okay why why is there a shift where am i being pulled to next so the yeah. fact that you realized that and you saw that you know i applaud you for real that that takes courage
2: it does but take sure. courage but you people i think people got to realize that roadblocks are definitely you know, in your, like, road, roadblocks come, whatever whatever it is that you're dealing with or whatever you're going through, whatever side of it, roadblocks are going to come within your journey. Thing is, how are you going to break through them and walk around them? You know what I'm saying? We always have to reroute some type of way to make sure that we're good. You know what I'm right. saying? You want to always make sure that you're good first. So, um the way that you said the way I maneuvered that maneuver wasn't easy <laughs> it was it was a lot it was a lot of it was a lot of discouragement, beating myself up, a lot of you know low self esteem issues depression, like all that stuff came with it you know what I'm saying um
1: yeah.
2: you know, and then like you know you just you you find yourself just kind of waking up in the morning just looking at the ceiling you know what i'm saying like i mm-hmm. I had managers that that you know that I was connected to that Kind of just dropped me, you know. I had an mm-hmm. agent that brought me, and that's not that's that's that isn't a good feeling because now it's like now they doubt your talent. It's mm-hmm. like now he, he was good at one point, but now he's not good enough for me to represent anymore. You know, right. so it's like, uh, well, if you feel like, like that that way about me, how should I feel that way about myself?
1: You know, right.
2: um, it's a, it's a lot of emotional ups and downs, but. Once you take the time and you figure it out, you had that talk, those mini talks with God, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. help him guide you to your purpose. He'll he'll lead you to he lead you down the right path and where you need to be. You know, but yeah, the maneuver, you know, explaining it, it sounds like easy street. Nah. It was nothing easy about, you know, making that switch and discovering because you know, once you discover that, oh, maybe I should create and write. Mm -hmm. you have no experience in writing, it's like, oh, crap. Now this is something else, a big hurdle that I have to to jump to make sure that, you know, if this is is right for me, I have to, you know, but writing is very therapeutic as well, you know, because what I do, the way Mm -hmm. I write, I write from life experience. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I love making those serious uh, parts of my life and turn them into comedy to the point where somebody can really relate and laugh at it. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. Yeah, we we all going to have those dark times, man. But it's just how you maneuver it and you just got to conti- continue to try and find your, your purpose and, and your happiness. So, yeah.
1: And it also helps you out because you feel you had that foundation. You know, you built that foundation within yourself, within your family long before. So you kind of had something to slightly fall back to, you know, and to get yourself, to pull yourself back up. But what about people who haven't created that foundation, you know, within their family or within themselves? What is something that you could tell them?
2: You're absolutely right. I'll be honest with you. I give uh, so much credit to people who don't have a foundation to fall back on. You have people that's out here that literally – so my thing is I'm born and raised in South Central Lake, so all my family is here, you know, everybody's here. You have people that come mm-hmm. from the East coast. You have people that come from Europe and all across the world to come to this land of, uh, show business and they don't have anybody but themselves. So I'll be right. honest with you. That's a whole nother set of shoes that I've never stepped into before. So mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I I find it very encouraging for anybody who can be out here in LA or wherever it could be Atlanta, Chicago, wherever they film and heavy, anybody can be in these cities pursuing their dreams with no kind of support that's local to them. Like, that's rough. That's really, really, really hard. So all I can really say is just stay encouraged and continue to pursue um, your dreams the best way you know how. Um, All I can really think of, if if you do need that support system, you know, that support is a phone call away. You know, you can easily Mm give somebody – a phone call and, you know, words are powerful. So, you know, sometimes when I'm not able to meet up with my mom, you know, we always, you know, FaceTime, we talk. She's always sending me text messages with, with scriptures that I could read. Uh, my mom was extremely encouraging. So hopefully just surround yourself with positive people that uh, believe in your dream as much as you do. And whenever you kind of fall short or you get sidetracked, you know, you can always, hit up that person that believes in your dream as much as you do to keep you right on track. You know what I'm saying? So that's what i
1: say. Exactly. Exactly. And before we go, what, what can we expect from you? What should we be on the lookout for?
2: Yeah. Uh, so like I said, I just finished producing a short film called Welcome. It was written by a friend of mine named Jerica Armstrong. She wrote it. Uh, she produced it, and she directed it. Um, we're try I think it's, it's in post-production right now. We're going to definitely try and push it towards all the film festivals that we can and uh, see if we can get some kind of buzz from that. So look out for the short film called Welcome. Um, you can check me out on the show Ratchet. That's on Netflix, uh, loosely based on the cult classic One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nuts that was made in the 70s but it is a prequel story about nurse ratchet who was in that film. And it's a series about her. Uh, it's, it's a, t- it's a period piece. It's crazy. as all heck. Uh, it's suspenseful. It's, it's nuts. So <laughs> go definitely check out ratchet on Netflix. Um, my tag, if anybody wants to reach out, maybe if you're a black writer and want to collab on something, um, please hit me up. My, my Instagram tag is real Jermaine underscore Williams. Um, DM me and I promise I'll hit you back for sure. So I'm always on clubhouse. That's how me and you met. I think. Exactly. <laughs> always yeah, on it clubhouse. Is. yeah. Just jumping from room to room. So you can definitely catch me on clubhouse. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: that's, that's me. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jermaine. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys receive something, receive something from his message when it came to having some type of foundation, going above and beyond to achieve your purpose and understanding that you're going to receive some no's, you know, you're going to receive a few obstacles or doubt or go into a phase of doubting yourself. That is okay. That's normal. But go through that because once you go through the storm, there will be sunshine and butterflies and rainbows at the end, at the end. So thanks again. And I hope that you guys continue and you will exceed while black. Peace and love. I'm out.